At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fresh new hour here on the Nightcap. Sam Munson from Pro Football Focus going to join us in just a little bit. But, Dave, we got to get the folks updated. Anthony Davis, uh, you know, we mentioned just blindly take the unders on the player props for AD. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you never like to cheer for injuries, but we you just had to know. And, you know, Banksy even mentioned it uh, when he was in studio. It's a pull groin, yeah. and he's out already. And I the, the way that he was playing – you can't even envision a way he's he's back in this. Can't in this see game. it. Uh, 16 to 10 right now, about five minutes to go here in the first quarter. But you're right on. We watched him labor to get up and down the court for two possessions. And we were sitting there going, he, he can't go. And it was almost in tears, it looked like, uh, when, when he went out. It, obviously, he's back in the locker room now. Maybe he'll do a Willis Reed and pop out of here. We're not doctors. But it just doesn't look good. And again, the Lakers now, the only problem with my under theory here is, is this could get uglier. And right now it's an eight-point lead for the Suns, make it 11. So without AD, without any of that physical presence, it's really a one-man wrecking crew right now for L.A. And I just cannot see how in the world superhuman LeBron, he'd have to go Dame Willard, and that still wasn't good enough to be Denver. I don't know how he can do it tonight against this Phoenix team. And I'd be very curious at the next break, uh, when we get a live line, oh, what my. that'll be. Because remember, it was two and a half mm-hmm. uh, in favor of the Suns. We had a flip of favorites three and a half minutes into this game. I, the Lakers are, are done. I, I just, you know, you, you do have LeBron James, who is 36 years old. Uh, he's, you know, played him and the, the, they and the Miami Heat, who, by the way, got swept, go as deep as anyone in the bubble, short off season. Mm. He's also on a bum ankle. 
I don't see him being able to to will this team to a, a victory. And by the way, the Phoenix Suns aren't missing. I mean, no. the Phoenix Suns, Dave, are playing as well as you could imagine. Uh, Devin Booker already with 10 points. Jay Crowder has, has nine points, three for three from three. I just don't know what the Lakers can do Right now, they just they have nothing offensively, and and the the ball movement we're seeing from Phoenix, it, it is hard to envision any way the Lakers win this game. The look on Frank Vogel's face matches yours right now, of like yeah. hopelessness of like I I don't know what he can do. He just doesn't have the horses right now. It's a fourteen point lead for Phoenix. Devin Booker is playing out of his mind, and he is you know this is a series where uh, he's going to get a lot of notoriety, and rightfully so, uh, especially in this game. I mean, this is a game that I think most of us expected. Okay, this is going to be the LeBron game, and maybe it will be at some point. But you know, Devin Booker is five of six from the field. He's at three threes. He's got thirteen points already. He cannot be stopped, and he just got another wide open look. This game 17. is over. It's this a seventeen point This game is over. There is this game. It is going to be another blowout. And the Phoenix Suns. I thought about it. I looked at it. We talked about it a couple nights ago, Dave. I thought the play was going to be: if you like the Phoenix Suns that come out of this series, then you should play them to win yes. the Western Conference. And those odds started to shrink all throughout the week. They were plus five ten earlier today. Uh, this is a impressive uh, game and. Uh, this thing is done. Uh, it is over. It is. AD is out. Uh, LeBron can only do so much. No one on this team has the capabilities of going off. No. Dennis Schroeder's already one for five from the field. He's missed four consecutive shots because he made the first bucket of the game for the Lakers. This thing is done. And he was the guy. It was Schroeder. It was the third wheel, right? Because we thought Anthony Davis was going to give it a go. He did give it a go. And now he's already done. So now Schroeder becomes the second wheel. And under this hypothesis, he's just shown you absolutely nothing in two consecutive games. Again, if this holds, and I think we both believe now it's going to hold, this is going to be a bizarre offseason for the L.A. Lakers, knowing that this backcourt is just not good enough. They're getting schooled by Phoenix's backcourt right now, and Devin Booker is doing anything he wants. There is no resistance right now for the Suns' offense, and I'm, I'm just looking at this thing thinking, I hope LeBron sticks around for the whole game. He might not want to. I know he went and got treatment in Game 5. There is going to be no Game 7 at this rate, but this is getting ugly before it gets prettier for the Lakers, down 17, and we're not even, what, to the three-minute mark here of the first quarter. Well, and I tried to place a bet already uh, at 9 here at Circa, and it went right to 10. But at this point, I, I had to lay it. I have to lay the 10 on the Suns yeah. because it, from what we've seen, it's hard to envision there being any fight left in this Lakers team. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. 27 to 10, the Phoenix Suns lead the Los Angeles Lakers. The live line that just popped up here at Circus Sports, Dave, was Suns minus nine. It got quickly bet up to 10. I laid the 10. At this point, what we've seen, I don't know where uh, where this fight's going to come. Maybe a backdoor's there for the Lakers, but uh, just it feels like the Suns are, are ready to step on the throat of the Los Angeles Lakers and, and, and how this series can change from, you know, at one point in time, after game two, the Lakers were minus 900 to win this series. AD goes down right before half of game four, and it just changes the complete complexion of this series. Yeah, it really did. And the other thing tonight, I, I do applaud AD for giving it a shot, but when you look at it and you go, where are the points going to come from? And you see now that the uh, the total of 207 
I still wonder how in the world the Lakers can help get to that point. So if you're an underbetter, and I would have been an underbetter on this game, and I liked Phoenix uh, from the jump here, I would stick to your guns there because I just can't see the Lakers mustering enough offense. I think your 10 is going to be a solid play. We'll find out by the end of the night. But it just looks like a dead team in the water. They look dead in Game 5. They look worse, quite frankly, right now to begin Game 6. Well, let's, uh, let's take a, a step away from, uh, from the NBA for a little bit. Let's talk a little NFL. Bring in Sam Munson from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Sam. And Sam, always, uh, always a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, and uh, nice change of pace because this, <laughs> has, just been, uh, this has just been ugly here. Uh, the performance, uh, at least if you're a Lakers backer like I was, tonight but um news coming out today and and i know uh your some of your colleagues including eric eager and and george shahuri have, have certainly been championing justin fields and news now that andy dalton is going to be likely the week one starter if not more um you know how do you look at that i mean we have we seen enough from andy dalton is it if you're the chicago bears if you're matt Nagy, is it time to give justin it for their for your job should you be giving Justin Fields a shake in week one? Um, maybe not in week one. I think that's always going to be the party line now, you know, at this stage in the offseason before training camp has really started, before preseason has got underway. And with the sort of baseline of knowledge you have on Andy Dalton and where you expect Justin Fields to be, I think that can change very quickly if Justin Fields shows more than they think he's going to over the course of training camp and preseason. And even if it doesn't, even if Andy Dalton is a week one starter, there are a lot of teams that go into the season with ideals of sitting their first round rookie for an extended period of time. And it very rarely works out that way. You know, Patrick Mahomes is the, the sort of clear example of, of a team that was able to basically wait the entire season and, and not have to put him in until a meaningless week 17 game. But pretty much every other quarterback ends up getting put into the, into the game pretty quickly, like much sooner than they want to because the quarterback that they started the season with doesn't play well enough to let them get away with it, to let them keep that guy on the bench for that long. Yeah, and that's why Andy Dalton, I think at minus 250, is the right play there. I'm in Chicago, Sam, and I can tell you they want Justin Fields already, but I think that's the smart money move to play there. But let's talk about the offense a little bit further there, and I look at them at plus 325 to win the North. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back to Green Bay, and that's the great uncertainty here, is there any value there, Sam? Because I look at the Bears on offense, and I like Damian Williams. I think they've really got to shore up the running game, and Matt Nagy really has struggled to do that. David Montgomery's in his third year now. Do you think they have enough, whether it's Justin Fields or Andy Dalton, to challenge in this division if Aaron Rodgers is not in Green Bay? Yeah, I think if Rodgers isn't there, the division is wide open, and, and the Bears are in a, a foot race with the Vikings to take it. And they might have the inside track. They've got, I think, a better defense than Minnesota has, even though the Vikings' defense should be a lot better this season with the guys they're getting back and the, the players they've brought in and, and development from some year two guys. Um, and, and, you know, you can argue that their receiving weapons are better, but the offensive line in Minnesota is not great. The, the Chicago Bears, they were a good team last year. You know, they were a quarterback away from being able to do some real damage a season ago, and that was with Aaron Rodgers in the division. So um, if he's not there, I think the Bears definitely have a shot of taking this division um, from Minnesota and certainly from Detroit. We're talking once again to Sam Munson from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Sam. Um, 
a lot, uh, you know, I've, we've talked about them quite a bit on, on, on the show this year, and, and there's always that hesitation and their worry about when you lose the Super Bowl, what's the hangover? I, I, I don't know, Sam. I, maybe I'm being a sucker. I'm just not falling into it, and I think what they've done, at least in the short term, I don't know if I love the Orlando Brown trade full t- uh, you know, long term because they're going to end up having to pay him elite tackle money uh, after the season. But at least for this year, what they've done, you know, the drafting of Creed Humphrey, uh, what do you make of Kansas City? And, and do you think the moves that they made uh, there at the, uh, addressing the offensive line have helped solidify them as, you know, the, the Super Bowl favorite, which they are, and uh, a win total of 12 and a half, which to me seems relatively doable, assuming health to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and I think that's the key point. If you assume health for Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are going to be winning 10-plus games every single year, and they're going to be in contention for the Super Bowl every single year, and probably favorites or second favorites. Like, he's that good. He's a transcendent quarterback. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. As long as they have him there and healthy, they're going to be rolling. And they've made enough moves everywhere else to just sort of keep a good enough team around him that the only thing that can really stop them achieving that um, in terms of, you know, being there or thereabouts is injuries. You know, they, they've been relatively lucky in terms of having no massive long-term injuries to any of their critical players, but a, a, an injury to a guy like Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill could potentially change that whole complexion. But the Chiefs offensive line, it was good last year until injuries bit deep and, and caused it to, run off the rails in the Super Bowl. I think this this offseason has been all about, you know, maintaining a good enough offensive line in front of Patrick Mahomes. And then it's just set him up again to, to go and, and bring this team deep into the playoffs. Sam, let's stay in the AFC for a second and help me figure out the Miami Dolphins because I know they're a double-digit win team from a year ago. But Tua Tungavailoa comes out and says, look, I really didn't know what I was doing in year number one. I don't know if that's a good thing to say publicly or not. They're an intriguing team to me because I believe in Brian Flores and what he's doing with the defense. But offensively, are you concerned about Tua, and do you think it was a mirage last year, or are they the real deal in the AFC East? Um, A little bit of both. I think they are for real. Um, I think they have a team that's capable of winning right now. I think it's earlier in the process, and they were maybe expecting that to be the case. But now that means that all the pressure is on Tua to to step up this year and show – that he can be that guy. Um, I'm not massively surprised that he struggled a little bit year one, certainly relative to the other guys. I think when you look at where he comes from in terms of that Alabama offense, it's such a different uh, environment to be in at the NFL level in terms of who he's throwing to. You know, Tua was throwing to four first-round wide receivers at Mm -hmm. Alabama who were in an offense that schemed them open as well. So those guys were just always open. Like he, every time he looked up, or dropped back to pass, looked up, there was a guy open and he didn't have to think about it. He could put the ball in the air and he could be aggressive and he had a deep ball. When you get to the NFL, particularly last year in Miami, when they didn't have a ton of guys specialized in getting separation, the whole picture is different. Like your brain needs to be rewired in terms of what is open, like what is covered and what is open at this level. And that's a much bigger leap than, you know, Justin Herbert, say, from Oregon, where, who was kind of used to guys not necessarily being open and having to uh, calculate a lot of that himself and figure out what throws he could make and what throws he couldn't make um, and when he could throw guys open. 
Tua never had to worry about any of that, but now he does. So I think it makes sense that it sort of took him or it's taken him so far a while to make that adjustment. Plus, as you say, you know, the fact that he wasn't necessarily um, completely in tune with the, with the playbook that they had. I think this is the year for him to take a step forward, but now they need him to. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of, of what the Dolphins have done this offseason and certainly how they played last year, Sam, but it all boils down to Tua. When you look at this division, New England making the moves that they did, very uncharacteristically signing, you know, spending more money than any team in, in NFL history this offseason, and then they go out and get Mac Jones, so the intrigue there at the quarterback position. Buffalo, uh in the AFC Championship game last year. When you look at this division, Sam, with Buffalo and then the improvements that both Miami and New England have made, do you still look at this as Buffalo as a runaway or you know, at over 3-1 to one odds for both Miami and New England? Is there intrigue there for you for one of those two teams to win the division? Yeah, I think Buffalo should still be the favorites, but I think you definitely have to be intrigued by both Miami and New England. I mean, the amount of money and players that the Patriots have thrown at this. I think they should be significantly better than they were a season ago. And then Miami is a very, very good team. And if Tua takes any kind of step forward, they are going to be extremely dangerous and and challenging for that division. So, yeah, I I think you can – I would definitely make both Miami and New England, you know, very live underdogs to take that division. All right, let me pedal back to the NFC North for one more second. Because you said if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, then it's a two-horse race between Chicago and Minnesota. And, Sam, that makes sense. Can you convince me at 25-1 to 1 with Dan Campbell, kneecapping everybody, right? <laughs> Is there any shot that Jared Goff can figure it out in Detroit? Because, obviously, he was exited stage left at L.A. because they just didn't think he's the guy. Can he be the guy in Detroit? Is this a team I should have some hope for and maybe play an overtotal for their uh, season wins? Man, if they had some wide receivers to throw to, I think it would be an interesting conversation. Like, Jared Goff is not a total disaster of a quarterback, and you could definitely imagine a scenario where he looks a lot better uh, for the the Lions than he did, certainly by the end of of his time at the Rams. But they just haven't given him a chance in terms of who he's throwing to. The offensive line should be in reasonable shape now with the guys they brought in, but the receiving core is just, it's, it's for a time in the future. The receiving core is to be rebuilt in 2022, and Jared Goff is just kind of going to be the sacrificial lamb this season while they, they, they tread water until they're in a position to reload at that position. He is Sam Munson, a pro football focus. Follow him on Twitter, at PFF underscore Sam. Sam, great stuff, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you as the offseason goes on. Anytime, guys. Take it easy. End of one quarter Uh-oh. in Los Angeles. It is 36 to 14. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's over. 22. Devin Booker had 22 points in the first <laughs> quarter. The Lakers had 14. Devin Booker went 6 for 6 from 3 in that first quarter, Dave. They were not defending him. They couldn't defend him. He was getting open looks at will and he will Go six for six if you're going to do that. This thing just feels so over. I, I'm so glad that you backtracked and went ahead and pounded the. Would you get it at nine or ten? I got it at ten, and you know what? I even I'm now as as many saw last night. I was chasing. Yeah. Um. I I did so I went heavy at ten. I even took a little little nibble here at fourteen and a half because I at, at this point 
Dave, I, I don't know what... Uh, well, who's going to get points? Wesley Matthews is shooting wing jumpers. I mean, they, they really have absolutely and LeBron, no other answer. And, and I know, look, I'm not making excuses for the guy. He did have a high ankle sprain, and yeah. that, that takes a while to get back. And for him, what is there, what's the motivation right now? You're down 22. I, I just don't know. He could try to make a Herculean, a Herculean effort here, and I, I hope he tries. Yes. I do hope he tries, but the Suns are a superior team. And, and it's the unfortunate part about this, Dave, is I, I did ultimately play the Lakers, mm-hmm. and but I really like this Suns team. And I said it on the show, and I was correct in saying so. Yeah. The Lakers were a bad matchup for the Suns mm-hmm. when they were healthy. And guess what? When they were healthy in games two and three, they won both of those games. And in game three, it looked like this was going to be a laugher of a series. Yeah, and that's why the odds switched so so drastically after that game three Minus win for the Lakers. Minus 900 to win the series. I mean, that's insanity, right? At a 2-1 clip at that point. So... I think everybody thought, all right, this is certainly going to be, they figured it out. But then you just cannot count on Anthony Davis. And then the injury happens. And you're just seeing the last two games, game five and so far here in game six, it's a disaster train. I mean, this the, the rails, they have come off the rails here. They're all the way off. They look like they can't score. They've got 14 points here as we sit with about a, a, just over 11 minutes to go here in the second quarter. They have no offensive weapons whatsoever not named LeBron James. And I just don't know. You figure it out, America. How in the world can they figure out a way to get 90 points tonight? I just don't see it, so I would keep hammering that under as well. And the crazy thing about it is when this team had AD and he scored 34 in Game 2, 34 in Game 3, LeBron had, I think, 23 or 20 around that ballpark, and then the other pieces just... They, they're able to be more comfortable. when, But when you are more reliant and need more contributions from Dennis Schroeder, who, by the way, turned down an $85 million extension this season because he wants to be a $30 million player, that didn't really work out all that wow. well. But you're, you're, you're trying to get contributions. Now, Ben McLemore hasn't entered this game, but you're looking at players like Ben McLemore. He, Why not? You're looking at players like Wesley Matthews. That's they, it. They're just not... They're not to that level as role pieces, sure. Uh, but yeah, this is this is running away. And for the Phoenix Suns, you look at the next round. You get the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic. But I I like the matchup there for the Phoenix Suns. And it's hard night to like the Suns coming out of the Western Conference. And that is not that's not an overreaction for no. me, Dave. I really like the Phoenix Suns, and we talked about them all year. I just thought it was a horrible matchup for them with the Los Angeles Lakers, and ultimately it wasn't because the Anthony Davis injury happened. Well, if you still like him, you better get him now because if this continues the way it is, their their props to come out of the Western Conference are going to go down oh, dramatically yeah. in about an hour. So if you like that play, and Tim, I think it's very astute observation there, I would hammer the Suns right now while you can still get a good price. Yep, and uh, it is it is all but over in Los Angeles. We will have no Game 7s on Saturday night. It's kind of a bummer. I was, hoping, I was hoping one of these teams. Now, the Nuggets win made me happy, but... Uh, would have been nice to have a game seven. Would have been yeah. nice, but yeah. what are you going to do? It's a nightcap here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> it's just hard to describe what we're witnessing right now, Dave. It is it is a a beatdown, and I should have gone harder. You should have at fourteen and a half. I should have. Sons have shot sixteen and twenty six. 16 to 26. They can't miss. They they are on some other planet right now. Uh, and the Lakers have their 7 of 26 from the field. Devin Booker mentioned what he did in the first quarter. 22 points. 
And everybody else is just getting in on the party. We talked about Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. He started. He had three threes. Uh, you look at uh, Cameron Payne. He's he's not playing to Cameron Payne level in this series. <laughs> he's only got three points. He's only got one three. Cam Johnson's getting in on the fun. He just buried a three. It is an absolute rout in the Staples Center. And it is a 27-point wow. lead right now for the Phoenix Suns. I think I said off the top of the show, well, they won't get blown out by 30. They, <laughs> it might be. It might, it might get be. Worse. The other thing is, if you've got a Chris Paul ticket tonight for over 14 and a half, bad news. Because yeah. in a game like this... No reason to play him now. Right. And he's got, he hasn't scored yet, and there's no need for him to score. He's a, he's a guy that feels the, the, the tempo of the game. Do I need to insert myself here? And if he doesn't, he won't. He's that smart. So, again, I love that under. He had only uh, broken double digits so far once in this series. It looks like this is going to be a six-game series, and he only broke double digits one time. So even with Chris Paul not being the full Chris Paul, they're going to win this unless we see some ridiculous comeback in six games. That should scare the rest of the Western Conference because Chris Paul can still go when needed. When not, he'll be the facilitator, and that's what you've seen so far in this series. So, you got to really like the Suns as you look at here, uh, the odds to win the West. At plus 500, I think that's going to go down. They'll be gone. You, you can't, I mean, and, and you can't bet them now, uh, you know, being right. in game. In so, progress. And, and that'll be interesting what it opens up tomorrow, uh, what the Western Conference odds will be. Um, and, and I, yeah, I'm kicking myself because I had said it, um, you know, on the show that if you like the Suns, I just really thought, and, and I'll be honest, I, my play was going to be. I, I thought the Lakers would win today. Yep. Uh, I, I just thought there would be a, a, another level from from LeBron, but ultimately uh, it, the the Suns have just been too much. And it, and to spin it, you know, I, I know what the talk's going to be tomorrow. Oh, yes, you do uh, about the Lakers and about LeBron and you know what does this do to his legacy? Yep. You know, Jordan lost two in the first round, so let's, <laughs> let's relax. He's never right. lost a first round series. But that said, the Phoenix Suns deserve all the credit in the world. Um, now, they got aided, obviously, with the Anthony Davis injury. I do think they lose this series if Anthony Davis is healthy. I agree. Um, but they have absolutely risen to the occasion, and the performance they're showing tonight, um, you know, this would have led them to a win over the Lakers at full strength because they're not missing. And, and the defense, you know, this is a team, uh, Dave, that prided itself on defense. They were number one in the league in defense, and we saw it in Game 5, 115 points. And we're seeing it right now with 45 points with eight and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. Uh, they, their ball rotation is terrific. They've got shooters all over the place. It, is, it has been a clinic put on by the Phoenix Suns tonight. I just cannot believe, as LeBron throws away a turnover there, that we are doing the obit on the Lakers yep, in the 90 minutes into our show. 90 minutes in, this thing is over. Frank Vogel has a look in his face like he doesn't know what to do. LeBron, you get to the point now is how much is he even going to play in the second half. Obviously, he needs to play, but he might say, these aren't my guys. I mean, again, a lot of people read into it, you know, walking off the, leaving the court early after game five or six minutes ago, it was for treatment, what have you. But the body language is awful right now for the Lakers, and I know that the adjusted line, you can get them at 20 and a half. Just think of how ridiculous that statement is. Yeah. That if you want to back the Lakers still, I don't know why you would want to do that. But you can get them at 20 and a half. I just don't see any value there at all. And the under has come down now to 204 and a half. So again, I still think that's a, a wise play to go. It got up a, a, around 211 earlier in the show. So it just feels like this is a Suns and under. I don't see any reason for this to change. 
there's nothing that we've seen so far, Tim, that would give you any hope if you're a Laker backer. I don't know why you'd take 20 and a half. And like Yogi Berra said, it's like deja vu all over again. It is. Because this is what we talked about on a Tuesday night show, Dave. At what point would you back the Lakers in game? And it was it got to a point where it was 26 and a half. And I said, no, I wouldn't do it. And they lost by 30. So I don't know at what point is a buy point for the Lakers. They trail by 28. Oh 28. They what I, there's nothing there to even try. And for the Suns. Why wouldn't you want to humiliate them? They're doing it. Yeah. This is it. LeBron, what do you got? Yep. Nothing. 28-point lead for the Phoenix Suns. You know what? Talk some Eastern Conference (laughs) when we come back. No reason to belabor the point here. It's all Suns all the time right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Belmont Stakes is on Saturday evening, and VEASAN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, track conditions, and prior race results to find the betting edge. Our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the final race of the Triple Crown. Visit VEASAN.com backslash horses to find our full race coverage, special offers from our partners, including a $20 credit at the VEASAN store, and picks from horse racing specialists, including Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, and Jeremy Plonk. That's VEASAN.com backslash horses. This feels like, <laughs> this, has, this has some similarities Dave, to the national championship. It does. I'm laughing watching Devin Booker play right now. Oh, he's, he's, he's out of his mind in a good way. I well, mean, the Lakers had cut it to 21, <laughs> back up to 24. <laughs> so you need a late burst here with four minutes to go in the first half in the Lakers. Get it under 20 to have any reasonable shot of giving anybody hope if you've taken the Lakers tonight. I'm trying for you, L.A. I'm really trying. You know, at this point, I've already bet off of it so much. So <laughs> at this point, just... Phoenix win by 15 because I, I took I took uh, in game at 10. The first in game price we saw was two and a half, right? And that was before AD left the game. And you know it was it was it was kind of you were we were watching it and he went on the break and he, he grabbed a, he grabbed a little bit and now you think back you're like man two and a half he should have just unloaded everything and when it opened nine after he left the game i mean that just way the way the game was playing itself out was a go all in type of moment so i won't be able to make up all of my losings from the money line but bet that cut i made into it but i did cut into it so i was able to grab it back, assuming that the suns can win by 15 because i don't know dave if the suns are, are are letting up anytime soon and you've made a great point about the at the lakers and i think most people have, have recognized this they don't have the firepower to even just go off you know it, it's crazy to say but and and i know it's a bad example because campaign's not playing really that well but right. he's you know he's averaging 15 points for series they just don't have a campaign guy to to go crazy and just and get red hot. You know, in the bubble, they they randomly would get those moments mm-hmm. because they had LeBron, they had AD, and if KCP had a couple big moments, that was like icing on the cake. Rajon Rondo last year down in the bubble was tremendous. Dennis Schroeder has two points here tonight. He's been awful. He's he had been... zero points in game in game four. Well, 12 of 19 right now for three from Phoenix, and Booker doing whatever he wants. LeBron just hit a three to cut it to 21. But again, you're right. You look up and down the roster now for the Lakers, and if Schroeder doesn't wake up, he's going to go to the line here for two. Maybe that wakes him up a little bit. They just don't have it. I I just can't see anything that Frank Vogel can do at halftime to say, all right, right, boys, here's what we're going to do in the second half. Here's where we're going to get free shooters, and here's how we're going to cut into this lead. And you and I have kind of looked at it with the body language of LeBron as well. At some point, LeBron is going to check out Oh yeah, mentally. And you know that's going to happen if this doesn't get under 20 at some point and give him a reason to say, all right, with all the age and wear and tear on my body, in the second half, in a game six, which is our game seven, all right, I got to go full everything I got to the wall here and see what I have left in the tank. I just can't see the scenario but they have climbed back, I say climb back in air quotes, to 20. Yeah, and I, I do hope just that he try, you know, gives it at all, his all. But it, what's going to be um, ironic about the bubble season, you know, 93 days down in Orlando. Mm. It was a grind for those guys down right. there, right? And then the season started earlier than anticipated. It started December 21st. 
And, and I know a lot of this seems like excuse making, and it's no, not. It's, the a, Suns, it's a fact. The Suns are superior, and they've played incredible this se- season. But guess what? The Suns, remember, they were the story initially of the bubble. Mm-hmm. They went undefeated. That's right. But then they went home. And then they acquired Chris Paul. And they've continued to build off that. The Miami Heat, now they lost Jay Crowder. He's on the Phoenix Suns. Great pickup by the Phoenix Suns. Miami Heat, gone. Lakers, Go, about to be gone. So it, it's, you know, thinking back to how we handicapped this season and the Miami Heat had, you know, their issues with COVID and all that. I think an emphasis should have maybe been looked at more into teams that didn't make deep runs. The Brooklyn Nets. Now, KD was hurt. Kyrie didn't go down to the bubble. They they made the playoffs. They got bounced in the first yeah. round. Now it's a completely different makeup of the team and James Harden was on Houston. But it is... Kind of interesting when you look at the teams that we think are going to emerge here, Dave, out of each respective conference and what they did last year in the bubble. Yeah, it totally changed everything in 2021. I hope 2022, we're back to our regular 82-game schedule. It starts on time. Certainly for a guy like Braun, it really does make a difference. If you're a young guy like Devin Booker, it's not going to affect you, right? It is going to affect those older guys a little bit more. You mentioned CP3 being the change from the Suns team. That really was the revelation in the bubble. And I know Steph Curry, if you're a backer and you've got an MVP ticket on Steph, you're feeling pretty good. I wish that they could figure out a way to at least acknowledge the postseason. Because if Chris Paul and the Suns get through the Western Conference, I know it's a regular season award. You could really make the case for value. Oh, yeah. That he is, in fact, the most valuable player. Because that's the difference from the Suns bubble team that you mentioned to the Suns team we're seeing today. That's Chris Paul. That's the difference he makes for an Aiton. That's the difference he makes for a Booker. It's, it's everything in the playoffs, and that's why they really have him. LeBron doesn't have that. He really doesn't. He's got he and AD, and that's it. So when you bring in a Chris Paul to this team that was already ready to compete at this level, you can see it manifesting itself right now. And again, you're right. The injury to AD changes everything. But still, it's that Chris Paul factor. And that's why I'd be leery going forward for the rest of the Western Conference to say, he knows how to win. He's never been to a Western Conference final. If he gets through LeBron and a half AD, you got to think this is going to be his last best chance to do so. And if he, uh, you know, the the shoulder injury, if that continues to to get healthier moving forward. Mm. Uh, by the way, look at it, Chris Paul. Uh, you mentioned this. If you play Chris Paul over props, uh, you're in trouble. Not good because it's a 19 point game right now. I'm sure the Lakers, I, I can't say she was sure it, you know, ensuring it, but I, I have a feeling that maybe they'll give it an effort here. But if you're Monty Williams, you look down at your 36-year-old point guard who's, got a, the rest. who's got a bum shoulder, and you look at Devin Booker just going, you know, nuclear, and you're going to be like, <laughs> we're good. You stay there yeah. unless this thing gets under 10. Yeah. Do not play him. So if you have AD, if you have Chris Paul props, doesn't look good. I don't expect him to see see much more of no. CP3. Just two points, five assists. It is a 19-point game right now. The Phoenix Suns leading the Los Angeles Lakers. This has been uh, this has been something. KCP has three threes. So if you played the over on uh, KCP threes, maybe uh, able to cash a little bit. That's the hope, Laker fans. That's what you're down to right now. Is you're hoping that KCP goes nuts in the second half with a bunch of threes, and then LeBron stays in it mentally to give you a push for whatever number you got it at because I guess right now that's your only hope. There's no way they're going to win this game. It is not happening. JVT will join us. Give us his thoughts on the Devin Booker show like we all expected here tonight. (laughs) Next right here on Decent. 
looking to hire, Indeed will help you speed up the process. They have 135 skills tests to help you find the right candidates faster. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap. Dave Ross, Tim Murray with you, live from the Circus Sportsbook, and the Lakers only down 20. It's a ball game. We got life. Only down 20. LeBron's got 14. He's going to have to have 40. Uh, We've gotten to the point of the night where we just cheer for producer Aaron Oster's prop bets. Uh, That happened last night, and uh, we're doing it again tonight. He's on LeBron over 29 and a half. Halfway home. Our our new cheering section. uh, I also have Phoenix in-game to try to buy off my horrendous bet. Sometimes you just make a bad bet, and it was a bad bet. Uh, My money line play on the Lakers, so I'm on... uh, (laughs) <laughs> Kyle Kuzma's just lost. Just don't watch Kyle Kuzma, Laker fans. Don't do it. 20-point game, minutes ago. Under still hanging in there for me yeah. a little bit. Uh, so the pace, you got to like. And again, I think you're right on. If this gets to the fourth quarter like this, it's just bleed out the air. And I just don't see any value right now. If you're an overbetter, I wouldn't do it here. I still think it's going to be Suns, under, it's been looking good all night. Well, let's bring in our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, at me, JVT. And JVT, this is, uh, this is the Devin Booker show. And let's just let's start with what we're seeing from the team that's actually winning this game. Because mm. I know a lot of people will focus on the team that ultimately loses, the Lakers here. But when you look at this Suns team, and we talked about it quite a bit, I think you and I both like the Suns, but we just felt like this is a horrible matchup, and it was when Anthony Davis was healthy. So now, when you look at the, the landscape of the West with the Clippers down 3-2, the Nuggets moving on, and the Jazz moving on, do you like the Suns' prospects now to come out of the Western Conference? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to for the most part. Like, they're obviously, like, I think they're a really good matchup, Tim, for Utah, right? Like, I think in the turn, and I should probably rephrase that. I think it's a good matchup for them against Utah, right? Like I think they can play Utah extremely well. You know, one of the things we saw in that Memphis series, right, was Memphis is a team that operates primarily in the mid range in terms of their offense. The Utah Jazz have trouble against a team, right, that has an elite mid range scorer, and that would be this Phoenix Suns team. So, like I think, like when you talk about a matchup between those two potentially down the road that would be something that works in their favor. They're going to match up against Denver in the next round, right? A backcourt matchup that is in their favor, kind of like the Portland Trailblazers had, except this Phoenix team is much more sound defensively. So, uh, yeah, I think you really got to like their chances. The path is solid for them. I think it's why a lot of people, right, once the play-ins were over and you saw the landscape of the Western Conference before everything started playing out was, wow, the Lakers actually have a pretty good path here if they can make it past Phoenix. They just they couldn't make it past Phoenix, it looks like. So, yes, I would think that if you have any form of jazz or excuse me, Suns ticket right now, you're feeling extremely confident because the path is, is right there for them to take the Western Conference, not just the Western Conference final for them. Now, Jonathan, Tim and I have already buried the Lakers tonight, right? So we're already looking ahead to Phoenix and Utah. And we saw in the Utah-Memphis series, every game hit the over. What type of series do you envision there if it is Phoenix and Utah? Is it going to be up and down? Would you play the overs, seeing the way Utah spreads the floor and the way they can knock down threes too? Uh, if you're talking about uh, when the uh, Suns and the, uh, the Jazz meet up? Yes. Well, that would be a potential Western Conference Finals berth, right? So I think it would, it would really be interesting because I think we're talking about, like, if you're looking at Phoenix from the perspective of how are they going to play, they got a little bit more up and down on the floor this series, right? Uh, but actually, so far right now, like, they, they're averaging, like, three points possession off of steals and well over two points for possession in transition. They weren't really, really a, a quick team. So that would be really interesting because if the pace starts to pick up between these two, yeah, you could totally foresee it because you would think that Chris Paul can still do what he does in the mid-range if he's fully healthy by that time, right? You still have Devin Booker who can do his thing. 
uh, I would think that those have the potential to be some pretty high-scoring games because much like the Memphis round, right, they both do things, I think, that would bother the other offensively. And so thus, you could get some really competitive and high-scoring affairs for sure. Talking to JVT at me, JVT on Twitter, our senior NBA analyst. And JVT, just looking ahead to tomorrow, uh, you've got the Clippers visiting Dallas. And obviously, home court has meant nothing in this series. (laughs) Home teams are winless. Um, When you look at what we saw the other night uh, with Luka going nuclear, similar to what Devin Booker is doing right now against this Los Angeles Lakers team, that is that's the the ticket to Dallas winning is is him going crazy. Do you look at this as a as a bounce back spot for the Clippers tomorrow night, anticipating a potential game seven come Sunday? You know, I I do, Tim, and like you know me, like the the Clippers were my Western Conference Finals selection, right? They they were going to represent the West for me. So as long as they're still alive, I'll still be on the train. But I, I just think if you go back to one, you know, the two games that they played in Dallas, which they played extremely well, we saw their offense uh, really, of course keep this consistent vibe. They actually had their worst offensive rating of the series in this last game, so they've been extremely consistent offensively, relatively consistent with their shooting. They exploited Dallas within four feet of the basket, and a lot of those were really aggressive attacks to the rim. Now, Rick Carlisle made the adjustment, so we'll see how Ty Lue adjusts to Boban Marjanovic and his own defense, which we saw a lot of in their last game, but I think that is there is a very good showing here for this team. Kawhi Leonard didn't have a particularly good game last time out. He's been really solid this entire series. They expect him to bounce back. And, they, you know, the, the Mavericks still have their statistics, uh, their statistical weaknesses, right? 21st, 22nd in defensive efficiency in the regular season. You know, the Clippers, like I said, an offensive rating in this series right around 120. They've been performing very well on that end of the floor. You can totally foresee a scenario of them performing extremely well out in Dallas and tying this series up and bringing this back to Game 7. And, and I would expect that, yeah, in Game 6. Jonathan, I'm looking ahead to Saturday, and I see the number there, 239.5 between the Bucks and the Nets. And I'm thinking to myself, if you're Milwaukee, is there any scenario that you can win this series in a shootout? Like, I, I don't see that. So do they have yep. to try to slow it down? And therefore, if you're thinking about the Bucks keeping this tight, would you think about the underplay in that scenario? Yeah, I think it would be relatively correlated, right? But I do think, like, I think you're right for the series, right? Like, you don't want to win all four games in an up-and-down, back-and-forth shootout affair, right? They have the personnel to do it. You know, they have the, they were about the sixth-best shooting team in terms of percentage. Uh, they're a top-ten offense in terms of efficiency. They're very good on that end of the floor. But I do think you're right in the sense of, for the most part, we do want to play our defensive style. And they have the personnel to do it, right? Giannis can take on Kevin Durant. He took on the assignment of Jimmy Butler, and it worked fantastically for them. Chris Middleton and, of course, Drew Holiday. You can divvy up the James Harden and Kyrie Irving minutes there. Most likely, you would think uh, that you're going to get a lot of Drew Holiday versus Kyrie. Uh, but regardless, that matchup is going to be pretty fascinating and one that, at least from a physical standpoint, can bode well for Milwaukee. But I, I think you're right overall. You don't want to get into a shootout with this team. Look at what Brooklyn, or Boston did, right? My favorite stat from that series was Boston in the two games at home had an offensive rating of 130.1, and yet were outscored by 4.7 points every 100 possessions because the Nets are so freaking good offensively. So I would agree with the sentiment overall. I think the Bucks can do it maybe one or two games, but I think if you want to, you want to slow them down and shut them down a little bit. JVT, we're going to get the Hawks and, uh, and the Sixers, and let me just take yeah, a step baby. back and... Hawks, baby. <laughs> Woo! That's what I'm talking about. Well, Easy yeah, peasy. Nuggets, right? Let's go. I mean, come on, man. And, the nu- <laughs> and our Nuggets, JVT? I mean, you know, prior to this disaster, I mean, it, it was shaping up past couple good nights here. Yeah. Hey, real quick, let me just say, with this Nuggets team, I think it is fascinating that for two years now, we have seen the market really love this Portland Trailblazers yep. team, right? Remember the, the narrative coming out of the seeding games. Watch out, Los Angeles. You know, Lakers might get you. 
And in this one, at every turn when this season was, when the series was even, uh, the Portland Trailblazers were the favorite. The power rating was really high on Portland, and Denver pulls it out. So I, I'm, I'm really fascinated. You know, the public perception in the last two years is really high on Portland going into the postseason, and each time it's resulted in some relatively early exit. So I'm, I thought that was just a pretty fascinating storyline. I'm sorry to take over your show. No, and, no, and JVT, I mean, I said it and, and I looked at this series, and I know you bet at pre-series, and when they lost game one in Denver uh, to uh, in Denver to Portland, this, the series price just was out of control. I mean, it was almost 3-1 to one, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, for the buyback on the Nuggets, and I think most sensible people thought this was a pick'em series, and that's why you know I, we had to go in on it uh, at that price. But enough patting ourselves on the back. It's mm-hmm. on to the next one because I did play the Lakers tonight, so you know uh, you don't win them all. Um, when you look at Hawks and uh, and the Sixers, the way I mean, the question right now obviously is with uh, with the health of of Joel Embiid. This is a very surprisingly short price, obviously because of the health of Joel Embiid. At Philadelphia minus 180, is that too much of an overreaction, or can this this Atlanta team do some damage against uh, Philadelphia? Yeah, the dollar 80 is so the last price that I saw was two dollars, and I thought that was kind of low. So yeah, dollar 80 is is I think really really low. And look, I, I think we see from time to time, right? Like perceptions of teams change, especially after a really successful series. You know, if the Mavericks beat the Los Angeles Clippers their series price in the next round against Utah is going to be much shorter than it really should be, right? Uh, and I think you're kind of seeing this here, but you have the factor that Joel Embiid is injured, and we have no idea what his status is going to be for this entire series. So that kind of turns me off. I'll say, if I know I'm getting Joel Embiid from the go, and again, you can't guarantee this, so this is going to be some somewhat useless, uh, useless analysis, but you understand what I'm saying. If, if I understand that Joel Embiid is going to be playing this entire series, I don't think this is a series that's particularly close. Like, I'm talking like five, maybe six games, and that depends on the really hot shooting from Atlanta. You know, in the regular season, it's not even close between these two teams. You know, Philadelphia had a plus, I think it was 17.2, somewhere in that range, that rating in the three games they played. Trey Young only missed one of those games, by the way, right? Like, I thought it was a particularly big mismatch between these two clubs. So if I know Embiid's going to be on the floor, that, that's a, a lopsided series in my mind for the most part. But I will say, look, the Atlanta is very much more live without Embiid. It's very obvious. But Philadelphia is still not a bad team without him. Really solid defensively. They're a little bit quicker. They go up and down the court more. We saw that in that game against Washington to close it out. Ben Simmons in control speeds this team up. And they saw an elite wing defender. So I still wouldn't really be sold or I wouldn't be selling on Philly in this series even without Embiid for a majority of it, if not the whole thing. Yeah, and I, I do wonder, you know, minus 180, is that kind of that overreaction we're seeing uh, in the market? JVT, great stuff, and uh, get yourself ready for a Game 6 tomorrow night. No Game 7s on mm. Saturday. I'm a little bummed by that. Yeah, it's only one game tomorrow, too, right? That's, yeah. that's it. Thanks, guys. There he is. JVT, our senior NBA analyst. He's been doing fine work uh, this week, and he'll be back uh, filling in for Gil Alexander on a numbers game uh, tomorrow morning, and that'll uh, wrap up his two-week stint there filling in for Gill uh, there in the mornings. It is halftime. Yeah. And it Mercifully. is uh, it is uh oh it's it's a 21 point game. Uh <laughs> Suns up 62 to 41 on the Los Angeles Lakers. Hey, the Lakers won the second quarter. There's that. There you go. We got something. You won the second quarter. Devin Booker is over his player prop at the half. He has 33 points. Cash the ticket. 30 Easiest money you're going to make all night right there. 21-point lead for the Suns over the Lakers. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.